The following represents the opinions of the host and guests. The material spoken about may contain topics that are not suitable for children. Topics such as suicide, death, dismemberment, rape, and murder may be detailed. Discretion is advised. Hello, lovelies. Hello. My name is Alexis. And my name's Gabe. And I am horrible at this accent. <laughs> I'm not. Actually, John and I wanted to do our uh, wedding vows. And like this. accent. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, everybody wanted me to. But I didn't. You're like, nah. I'd rather just talk in my fucking American <laughs> Michigan milk accent. <laughs> milk. <laughs> Stupid. Dumb. <laughs> so welcome to another freaky fucking Friday. Woo! And before you guys yell at me for not updating the poll. I actually, I talked to Michaela, one of our mutual friends, and she said that she was not up to date on the episodes. So I figured I'd give it a little bit longer so that way everybody can like listen and put their vote in. And then I'll do like the final five or final four or whatever Mm. gets picked. It's the final countdown. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. And then also, we are being recorded in front of a live studio audience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Woo! My my little sister is behind us. So just if, you just, on, if you just hear some cackling <laughs> other than ours, don't be alarmed. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, Gabe and Alexis, you the wicked bitch. It's haunted. Did you guys hear that extra voice? <laughs> yeah, she's chilling back there she's with just Frank. Chilling. Mm-hmm. We have not mentioned Frank in a while, but he's still back there. He is. He's currently smoking. Well, <laughs> I've seen that. It looks to be um, whoppers. Uh, whoppers. They're whoppers. It's a like whopper in, the wrapper in his is... mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who did that. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Obviously, be you. <laughs> it had to be one of my children. But so, yeah. I was like, wow. He's game's fucking... down here a little bored. He's just like... smoking a whopper. <laughs> so today's episode, uh, since we you know we were on the topic of sending us off to our death. Uh, I decided to do the Penhurst Asylum. Ooh. Yes, this is a good one. It's a good one, and I found a lot of my um, information on a web or an article website, whatever, called Weird NJ. Um, I'm pretty sure it stands for Weird New Jersey, you know, because oh, it's probably. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but this is it's about a, a by a couple like a, a group of people. So I just want to give credit to them. So it's by Matt Lake, Rusty Talgarini, and Mark Moran. Um, and these guys did a shit ton of research. And of course, I did some research on my own, but just Googling this, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I did a little bit more than that. And so they came up with a really great article. And then I'm just going to throw in some tidbits that I've learned also. And we're just going to get rolling, man. Right fucking on. Yes. So let, without further ado, grab, grab a drink. drink. And And let's let's get get cracking. Back in the mid-1960s, a TV reporter named Bill Balladini ran a five-episode expose of Penhurst Hospital State School, and I already said hospital, but it was also a state school, and I didn't know that. Um, and this appeared on TV10's um, 
which is basically owned by NBC now, but it's it's like Fox News and stuff like that, but it's for the Penhurst, like Pennsylvania area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it painted a picture of neglect and abuse in the Chester County Institution that was really hard for regular viewers to stomach. Because I feel like back in the 1960s, we weren't really thinking about mental health and we weren't really thinking about back in the 90s we still don't think about it in 2022 and we still don't think about it it's still like a like a touche like subject to talk about you know like it's like ah you know um but it's always oh it's just a phase just going through a phase dude i wish i wish my lesbianese was not a phase (laughs) lesbianese (laughs) sounds like some sort of like meal (laughs) i mean can i order the lesbianese please (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with a shot never mind i forgot my sister's in here <laughs> she's just staring at us she's 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 on her new you're like boy crush thing that she's got going on <laughs> so anyways these tv images showed uh full-grown adults uh bound by straps to basically like adult size crib beds um, so basically the normal for any for asylum the, for the, yeah that's why all asylums are like shut down now exactly um many were severely disabled either mentally or physically but others were quite lucid it seems but withdrawn into themselves because of overstimulation of the senses in the loud and sometimes frightening place and a lack of much needed mental stimulation the five-minute news segments were entitled Suffer the Little Children, which is so sad. Oh I God. feel like they have to, like, put such a sad title on things because people are like, oh, little children? You know? Oh, no. The children. Mm-hmm. When one patient was asked by the interviewer what he would like most in the world, he could have asked for anything. And instead, he simply said to get out of Penhurst. Wow. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> this, I don't, I'm not mocking it. It's really sad. It really is. Like, it's just it's sad. It is horrible. Uh, the state-funded school and hospital center was at the heart of the human rights movement that basically revolutionized this country's approach to health care for the mentally and physically handicapped. This facility, facility was one of the most striking examples of maltreatment that was characteristic of such institutions, like we said. Uh, at one point, papers labeled it the shame of Pennsylvania. Penhurst first opened its doors in November of 1908, and due to pressure to accept not only the mentally and physically handicapped, but also immigrants, criminals, and orphans, and basically anybody who could not be housed elsewhere. So it was just this giant cluster of basically like misfit toys. Misfit toys. I just think of like the island of misfit toys. Yeah. Penhurst was it, you know? Oh, where was I? Um, It was overcrowded with only a few few years so it opened up in 1908 and by 1913 they were way overcrowded way understaffed and it was it was basically stated as unfit for citizenship and furthermore posed a menace to the peace because people were so upset that this within a short few years all these misfits were just shoved into this building I mean, it's a, it's a large building, but like, they were so they were upset that there were people who mentally needed to be in a place were in got this place. into a place. Yes, I mean, where where else did they want them? Did they did they? I don't know because at home, this at or? this point they're just complaining about basically it being for open for everybody. Like they don't even know about the maltreatment yet. They're just like this place is overstaffed. Or, sorry, overcrowded, understaffed. Like, it's really just this 
I mean, it was just a bunch of Karens being like, it's so noisy over there, you know? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I guarantee that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so um, a lot of the patients were classified under either an imbecile or insane. And physically, the patient could be declared either epileptic or healthy. Those were the four categories that you could be in. That Im- was it. Imbecile? Imbecile or insane, epileptic or healthy. Wow. Those were your four categories. There was, there's nothing else. And when I tell you, I just finished um, one of my psychology classes in college, and they have this book that has all these diagnoses, right? And this book is like 900 pages long <laughs> with like 40 diagnoses on each page front and back. And they were going off of four. Listen, you're either dumb, dumb, crazy, or stupid. Yes. That's it. it. <laughs> no in between. <laughs> like many similar, 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 oh, it's a simulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like many facilities of this era, Penhurst was functioned almost completely independently from the rest of society. It operated its own power plant, uh, policied its own grounds. and Who produ- operated its own power plant? I, I hope not Ooh. the patients. I really <laughs> And basically produced its own food. So they also were farming the land, too. So they probably had... I don't know. It doesn't say. Um, Any additional needs were supplied by a railway line that connected the campus to the outside world. The facility could operate without any interaction with the surrounding community, and that was the way the community preferred it. Oh, okay. So Auschwitz. Basically. Gotcha. But, like, the community was like, yeah, you stay on that side of the railroad tracks. We'll be over here. Leave the concentration camp alone. Which is crazy because then in the 1960s, they're like, oh, my God, we didn't know this was happening. We like, had no idea. Yes, you did. You did. And you didn't care until the light shined on it, basically. Oh, you mean like every school shooting that ever happens? Burn. Now, in the mid-1960s, Penhurst had been open for only f- about 50 years. It housed 2,791 people. Jesus fucking Most Christ. of them were children, which was about 900 more than the building was comfortably accommodated for. I mean, let's keep making babies. <laughs> so, yeah, it it was 900 patients, oh, like, overstuffed, basically. That's 900 900 just, just it was a few it's just a couple just a handful a give bit. or take um but as a state school they had to take what they were given so they couldn't turn down anything now only 200 of the residents were in any kind of art education or recreation recreation programs that would help to improve their condition though many of the patients were high functioning enough to improve with the right care the administrators interviewed in this program recognized that they were falling short of their ideal treatment, but with a crumbling building, a budget shortfall of $4 million, and only nine medical doctors and 11 teachers, none of them with actual any special education training, their hands unfortunately were tied. God, that sounds like uh, every public school in America. <laughs> it was so sad. Unfortunately, <laughs> due to budget cuts and... Um, not having enough staff and the amount of school shootings that are happening right now, we just don't care about anybody else's, you know, extracurriculars. If you want to be an artist, too bad. Yeah, that's so sad because like art for me was my getaway in high school. I oh, just I know. And, uh, like that I was I, I take qui- yeah I, choir was for me, and they're literally thinking about taking choir, art, mm-hmm. band, all of that because budget cuts. And you know, there's geeky little kids like us that don't. 
play sports and yeah. don't do no, stuff hey, like wait that. a second i played sports <laughs> cheerleading yes it's a sport man <laughs> i what did you say bitch <laughs> cheerleading. she's talking shit back there <laughs> cheerleading is a sport i did competition cheerleading too fuck off <laughs> i did competitive <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> She's talking a lot of smack back. That's because you're you guys fucking 14 years younger than me. <laughs> ladies, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> now, probably the most chilling scene in the 30 minutes of documentary footage report uh, showed one of the hospital's physicians describing how he dealt with a particularly vicious bully who had brutalized one of his other inmates. He described how he had asked one of his colleagues which injection he could use to cause the patient the most discomfort without permanently injuring him. That's right. A physician said, how much can I fuck this person up without leaving personal, like, long-term damage? Well, I mean, he didn't care about the mental mental health. He was just like, can I physically get away with this without showing any proof? How do I medically get away with this? And then... He proceeded to administer that injection to said bully. Oh, wow. Yes. So it was done. Now, from that point on, it was inevitable that the hospital would close down. I mean, I fucking hope so. But it took two decades of legal actions, federal judgments, and basically just growing financial crises for the place to be shut down. So for an additional fucking 20 years this place ran while they decided how to shut it down <laughs> now <laughs> by the 1980s overcrowding lack of funds inadequate staffing and decades that's right decades because it's proven now they just didn't care of abuse and ne- neglect accusations caught up with the operation and in 1987 penhurst closed its doors its death was not without positive impact though the martyrdom of its long-suffering patients helped put into motion changes to the medical practice across the country and to the society as a whole. Now, despite the ultimate outcome, many former residents and staff members maintain that Penhurst served some of its inmates very well. <laughs> Keywords, some of them. The rich ones. Some high-functioning patients received the treatment and therapies they needed to prepare themselves for living in the outside world. The and rich ones. Pretty much. And some patients were so mentally handicapped that they injured themselves at the slightest provocation. One patient would charge it into the wall head first. Such patients probably needed to be restrained for their own protection. Probably needed. Or a helmet. This is literally just the ones that got away scot-free. They're like, eh, it wasn't that bad. But, like, they never had, their daddy was probably fucking a politician or something, you know, paying the doctors personally Mm -hmm. out of his pocket. Exactly. Now, when Penhurst closed, it suffered fewer invasions than some other abandoned Pennsylvania hospitals, and due in part to the pre- preservation... T- oh, my God. And welcome to Alexis's episode, where she can't ever fucking talk. Hurrah. <laughs> now, part in the pre- <laughs> presence of a National Guard post and Veterans Hospital on part of the property at that time. So, although the actual asylum was closed down, there was still a veterans hospital that was not part of the hospital, but it was still on the same ground. Oh. That was still fully operational. Now, today the place is in the hands of a private owners and at the center of unusual controversy. Now, one of the modern functions is as a haunted house attraction. Which, by the way, this is such a bad idea. People who take these haunted places 
and then turn them into attractions that's gotta piss off the fucking ghost and spirit or whatever's living there so much i mean i would go obviously a hundred i would obviously 100 percent go Mm -hmm. but like the the it just like amps everything up and oh yeah I can't remember what I watched, but someone was like, yeah, this is a terrible idea. You don't ever want to do this. And people are like, eh, what's the worst thing that happened? You know, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's me. I'm like, eh, it'll be fine. What's the worst that can happen? And then the worst happens. And I'm like, damn, I should have seen that coming. Shit. I should have known. Literally us about to go this October to an actual live Knowing site. damn well, <laughs> I am like so like <laughs> easily to get like something attached to me because I always have something attached to me literally for my entire life I've always had something I'm like a cesspool of demons or something I don't know why would you describe yourself as a cesspool (laughs) I got a bunch in me man So the present owners are taking steps to reverse the 23 years of damage wrought by time and vandalism to the remaining buildings. They were actually kind enough to allow, you know, some people to actually visit the property. Um, The, what is it? Uh, Dakota show. Um, uh, What is it? (laughs) I just hear creaking and Catalina's back there eating a fucking candy bar. (laughs) Oh, you... (laughs) <laughs> do you remember uh you know ghost adventures zach bagans yeah that young kid dakota how he had his own show Des- no. uh, destination fear it was destination fear they did an episode at penhurst and they have to spend the night there like they pull like sleeping bags and everything and they all go to their own room hell no they separate completely nope yeah it, nope i was like <laughs> that's spooky you smoking crack <laughs> what was that i don't know Carry on. We're just hearing things again. Now, going to that, we're going to go hop over to the paranormal side of things. Paranormal. Now, naturally, as with any such institution with a sordid history of human suffering, violence, and death. (laughs) I thought you were going to say sacrifice. Human (laughs) sacrifice. For real. I mean, it could have been. I I 100% guarantee. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Sacrifice. Penhurst is not without its share of ghostly tales. Now, Penhurst is allegedly so haunted, in fact, that its paranormal presence have spawned to special cottage industry, ghost hunting on the grounds of the old asylum. Now, in addition to overseeing the restoration projects as Penhurst and operating the Penhurst Asylum, a haunted attraction, Timothy Smith, who is the president and CEO of the Penhurst Paranormal Association, not only does he lead all that, he's also in a Ghostbusting bro- like group. He's like, hey, yeah, I do both. I do both. <laughs> I multitask. <laughs> she dabbles. Yes. <laughs> he actually uh, like sends out things that are like, hey, by the way, come ghost hunt here for a small fee. <gasps> oh, hey. Ooh. Shoot us a message, man. Shoot us a message. Oh, look at that. Look who's about to pop up. So they uh he uses the enticing tagline, they lived here, died here, and are still here. Ooh. <laughs> the organization plans to open up a formal hospital to the public for ghost hunts on the campus. What'd you say back there? Nothing. <laughs> dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. 
Now, with other former institutions turned tourist attractions such as Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia and Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky, as a business model, Timothy believes that the public's curiosity about Penhurst spooks make it potentially very profitable paranormal property. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's it's, it's a guarantee. Now, the television show Ghost Adventures has already filmed an episode of their Travel Channel program there. Now... During their tour of Penhurst, they were joined by the Shore Paranormal Research Society, or SPRS for short. And they have become the official paranormal investigation oh, paranormal investigators for the actual institution. So like these people hired an actual investigation team and that's like their job is just to go there and investigate. I'm down. Wouldn't you get bored to like go to the same place every time? Oh, probably not. You don't think so? No, because there's probably different ones that come, like, out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, every time you go, there's probably something different. I just feel like the more you go, the more likely you are to bring something home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, actually, um, the paranormal team that I was a part of, he actually stopped doing it because he kept bringing things home. And he said it was, like, exhausting. Yeah. Do you remember um the original, like, Ghost Hunters? Mm-hmm. I think Jay stopped doing it permanently, or maybe it was Grant. One of the main two guys literally retired from it because they were like, I can't do it anymore. Like, I'm, there's always things happening in my house. Like, my wife is, like, going to fucking leave me. Like, this is just, I, I bet it takes a toll on you. I mean, I don't know. Like, how do you fight something you can't see, you know? You don't. You just ignore it. That's what I do. <laughs> you can't just ignore things. The fuck you can't? <laughs> I've been going on, like, 10 years straight of just ignoring shit. <laughs> Shit just happens, and I'm like, eh, all right. Is that right, Kathleen? Is that what she does? Yeah. She's See? like, yes. Shrug it off. <laughs> now, the SPRS is an Ocean County, New Jersey-based team of trained individuals with whose sole purpose is to find the truth behind claims of paranormal activity. Now, according to Jim Angebach, the group's founder and case manager, Penhurst is rife with such activity. The group has conducted several large-scale investigations of the old asylum's many buildings and documented a variety of evidence of paranormal activity, including photos, videos, recordings of voice phenomena, and personal encounters with spirits. Among with the recordings are the sounds of disembodied voices uttering things like, Go away! Or, I'll kill you! Or, we're upset. And, why'd you come here? Silence. Thank you. you. An unknown male states, I'm scared. While an invisible female asks, why won't you leave? (laughs) They're like, dude, fucking leave. They literally, no one, they're like, just get the fuck out, man. I'm like, I'm over here trying to rest in my afterlife. And you fuckers keep coming in, disturbing my cameras and your electro field. Like, why you got to shine that shit in my face? I'm over here trying to take a nap for the first time in fucking 100 years. (laughs) And it's like the paintings in in like the Harry Potter. (laughs) He's like Lumos. And they're like, put that light out. Exactly. (laughs) Now, the actual campus, I guess I would say, is actually split into multiple different buildings. So there are different apparitions, obviously, that kind of frequent certain buildings Mm -hmm. so one of the main buildings is the quaker building and this building actually has numerous shadows manifest and dissipate at will these shadows include what appear to be a small female child with long black hair suspicious i never never trust children ghosts ever ever because they're you know what they are just don't trust children at all (laughs) 
in general. <laughs> just yes. fucking children. Don't trust them. Word of advice. Don't trust the children. Fuck them kids. <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> now, this child appears to be hunched over with long dangling arms nope. and the upper proportion of bodies looking over and around the ops like obstacles. So yeah, it ain't a child. I'm sorry to break it. It's to the you. fucking hunchback. It ain't a fucking child, okay? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but she is not a child. <laughs> so um doors and a rocking chair have moved without no, anyone being no. near them. Mm-mm. <laughs> The rocking, rocking chair? chair? I can't. I or can't. like the rocking horses? I you know? piss myself. I will. Oh just, my god! I pass like the out. sounds, the like creaking sounds as it's rocking yeah. back and forth. No. Oh, isn't there a movie? Yeah, it's um uh the it's not the nun. It's one of the the Annabelle, Annabelle movies. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like creaking. No, it's, it's in um one of the conjuring yeah it's one in of the one universes of the conjurings. yeah and it's like i think it's like the second one or something like that and she's like Rocky. i like your doll yeah what the <laughs> fuck i'm like you could have it <laughs> it's all yours take that bitch <laughs> listen i got it at a garage sale for like 99 cents <laughs> you ain't gonna break my heart why would anyone get that though like my, my- mom my mom used to collect raggedy ann dolls which is what Annabelle is a raggedy Ann. Yeah, but Ann. like what she actually is is a raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. But like what Those they porcelain made dolls? her into. Yeah. Grandma. Fuck. My grandma collects porcelain dolls like that. No. Yeah, they're creepy. Um, My <laughs> father-in-law, not the one that you guys are probably thinking of, the other <laughs> one um, that my husband's mom married, that father-in-law. Yeah, so would it be your stepfather-in-law? No, because I don't have another father-in-law. Oh. <laughs> never mind anyways continue um he actually goes and buys those dolls too and yeah yeah (laughs) and because you know um my sister-in-law is fucking she's (laughs) she's all into that stuff too like when she was little she used to tell she um my mother-in-law about how her grandma would come and visit her. Well, Suspicious. Her grandma died before she was even born. No, oh, thank you. And then even told John about um, his friend who um, unalived himself. Yeah, like talking about how mm-hmm. he did it and stuff like that. And she had never met him. So in other words, don't trust the children. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been, I cleaned her, helped her clean her room one time. And there was this baby doll, right? It was one of those like porcelain ones. It was ugly. She's like, <laughs> it was ugly. It was. And she's like, ooh, that's like, I don't even know who it is anymore. It was like Jeff or Ted or something Jeff. like that. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, he comes alive at night and stares at me. And I'm like, what? yeah, we're going to take that one downstairs. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. So, And then. I just helped my mother-in-law clean her basement like a couple weeks ago, right? And the kids mm-hmm. and I were picking up and Isaac moved something and underneath this blanket is Jeff. No, was oh. a porcelain doll who had scissors in one hand <laughs> and a knife in the other. And I was like, he's yeah. like, what the heck? And I'm like, what? And he, lo- I looked and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What is going on? Listen, Chucky just wants to play. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> the second time. You're like, fucking Jeff, man. We threw you out. We meant to keep you out, okay? Get gone. <laughs> Get gone. 
<laughs> Investigators uh, show... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Investigators have been shoved from behind hard enough on a stairway to leave a deep red mark on the small of their backs. Investigators have been scratched on the arms by unknown objects or beans when, um, when there's nothing even close nearby them. Like they couldn't have brushed up against anything. Objects have been thrown in the basement, uh, such as a pry bar <laughs> and some sort of brass fixture and various other unknown objects. This bitch is throwing pry bars at people. She's pissed as fuck. She just wants to go to bed. <laughs> That's all she her wants. Take her nap. Let her okay. rest. <laughs> now, multiple EVPs have also come from this building, as well as EMF spikes throughout the building when there is no electrical supply to these buildings at all. And a psychic medium, Sharon Pugh, has felt multiple energies there, including either a demonic force or a past life that wasn't a very nice person. Oh, really? That's probably that fucking little child. I'm not wrong. <laughs> the hunchback. <laughs> now, in the Limerick building, the apparition of a woman in an old-style nurse's uniform has been observed, observed by a firefighter, a police officer, and a marine. <laughs> I don't know if all at the same time. <laughs> it sounds like the start of a, a joke. <laughs> I was going to say, a police officer, a firefighter, and a marine all walked into uh, an asylum. It's <laughs> a horrible joke. <laughs> now, the Devon building... Um, it seems to be only EVPs come from there, so no apparitions from the Devon building. The Mayflower building is where the shadow people like to hang out. Um, EVPs have also been captured, and investigators have been touched in this building. Now, shadow people, you don't fuck with them, okay? They're just... Because a lot of times they're not people. Yeah, I know. You want to hear something funny? No. <laughs> Shut up. No, because no, you're going to be like, there's one standing behind you. No, no, no. <laughs> this is really funny, actually, because I know that shadow people are not like actual ghosts. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Like shadow people are different than that. Well, my mom was up north and my grandma passed away and we have a place up north and my mom was telling me how she had heard something and just like out of the corner of her eye she caught a shadow mm. moving from the door and she was like oh I just know it was your grandma and she was just letting me know that you know this place is still hers and she started laughing about it and I was like oh <laughs> yeah like, you're and a I fucking idiot I didn't tell her that <laughs> that that no i'm sorry let me let me just put you on something for a second there mom because that's not what you want that's bad that's that's real bad actually and so i'm just gonna let her you're just let gonna let be. it happen yeah fuck yeah i'm not going up there I just let it be i'm just letting it happen your mom's over there like setting out cookies for her and shit let it be man let it be <laughs> There's the cackling. <laughs> Next, we have the Tinicum building. And this one also just... Jesus fucking Christ, how big is this goddamn thing? There's four more buildings. Fuck. It's a big fucking site, man. It's huge. And they were overpopulated? Yeah. How? I don't know. They got a and, fucking strip mall in and there. And the thing is that they haven't even added to this building. Like, this is the original size. I'll, I'll post pictures of this thing. This thing is, like, six floors. It's, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight buildings in total. Yeah. No. There's a lot. Ain't no fucking way. <laughs> so, the Tinicum building is just multiple EVPs, and investigators have had their legs touched multiple times. They fucking, they got groped, and they didn't say anything about it, basically. My legs get touched. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, next, we have the Philadelphia building. And this one has loud sounds and voices heard coming from the building. Investigators surrounded the building and entered it via the tunnel system. And no one was in the building, nor could they have fled without being observed. Well, that's fucking sketchy to have a tunnel system. Yeah, there's a full-ass tunnel system underneath all the buildings. Sketch. I bet it's haunted as hell. Oh, I would never go in there. No. Mm -mm. I can't do, like... I can I could do like small space, spaces that doesn't really bother me, but like underground, and th th there's no electricity either, so it's just like a black fucking hole. Yeah, fuck that. But do you know, how, you know how haunted houses they, you know, like they try to get with people's like fears and mm -hmm. stuff, so they get like small things, and they make you go through like that, um, like bounce house thing. That yeah. shit irritates the fuck out of me. <laughs> like I don't really care about the tight spaces, but the fact that my head is bouncing around like a fucking bouncing ball <laughs> because I got fucking people behind me coming through, people in front of me coming through, and my fucking head is just fucking bobbing. <laughs> that shit pisses me off. That's all. You're I like thought. I'm just getting angry now. <laughs> I get my head hurts after that shit can't stand it <laughs> next we have the administration building and this is uh multiple voices heard at various times and evps caught of what appears to be a toilet flushing <laughs> so the, Ooh, no. the haunted toilet <laughs> well this building has no running water or bathroom fixtures <laughs> the haunted toilet you're like damn it sandra i'm just trying to take a shit over here <laughs> like what did the toilet do to not be able to go in the afterlife? I'm, I'm confused. R.I.P. the toilet. Like, what is going on? And lastly, we have the Hershey building. Now, in this building, investigators have heard a uh, female child's voice on the third floor, specifically. Come play with me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> now, lots of medical professionals... Um, did a stint at Penhurst early in their careers and it was a boarding school as we said before as well as the hospital and though the more low functioning residents were incapable of speaking let alone learning anything many of the high functioning residents never even learned to read um, most of the people there weren't insane uh, just mentally slow <laughs> um, <laughs> autistic or suffering from other serious physical impairments now, some residents apparently just had learning disabilities or hyperactivity, so like my ADHD child. <laughs> or dyslexia, me, <laughs> and emotional problems that made them seem more impaired. Oh, and me. they and they would end up in these high functioning wards, is what they were called. Now, colleagues have said that the staff would put the high functioning residents who acted out to work in low functioning wards as punishment. So they would literally take the high functioning patients and. Make to work them... with more mentally challenged people. Yes, as a punishment. For who? You're punishing both. I mean, yeah, but like drool maybe? I don't know. <laughs> if they get like drool. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I know. I understand that it's probably a punishment for them because they don't want to, you know. The, yeah. They're also, you They're know. judgmental. Yes. <laughs> now, they even call the low-functioning wards punishment wards. Many of these kids who acted out weren't bad kids, and they were often victims of bullies. Now, the nasty kids would attack the other residents with broom handles and do even worse. Oh, my God. Some cases of deaths that were attributed to suicide or accident were probably extreme cases of bullying because they didn't do anything about it. Aww. Now, naturally, the bullies would seldom get caught, so when their victims acted out, they were the ones who had to uh, slop up after the severely handicapped residents. But Penhurst was 
wasn't a bad organization in itself. It just suffered the problems that many or- institutions do, and so its residents suffered too. Now, the Pennhurst actually has like a family album, basically. Um, so when, so there's <laughs> obviously nobody was allowed to have pets, right? Like it's it's a, it's an asylum, it's an institution. Right. But it, a lot of times, if um, there was wildlife on the grounds, the the kids would like get friendly with it and like be able to enjoy its company and stuff like that. And it was sad because when if this wildlife died and they were there, they would bury it on the grounds. Aww. So not only is there dead animals buried there too, but there's also assumed that there are some unidentified children who were never claimed after they died buried in unmarked graves. Oh, that's so sad. Yes. So, really sad. But as I'm getting, while I'm saying this, is because there are also photo albums that can be found still just kind of like laying there. Like the new owners have left them in certain rooms as kind of because they didn't want to mess with it. You know, they're like, eh. But it's actually um, photo albums of these children and patients and some doctors and stuff. And some of these children have, like, bunny rabbits and just, like, some of this wildlife. Could you imagine, like, making friends with, like, a squirrel or something? Oh. And just, here's my squirrel. You're like, you're a Disney princess now. Oh. Snow White. Snow White. But that's what I have for you for the Penhurst Asylum. I've, wow. I just felt like... It's such a huge building with such a crazy... I mean, it's not too crazy of a history because I feel like a lot of asylums are just like that. But... Um, Even, I think some of them are worse, though. Yeah. Like, a lot worse with the science experiments and other shit like that. Right. That like, I, I'm sure that there's things that they did that aren't in the light yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? I'm sure. There's probably things they're like, yeah, we can't talk about this because, no, you know, so. shit gets crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was looking at asylums... The Penhurst is actually said to be literally one of the most haunted in the United States. So, and I just thought because of its size, it would be really cool to, I don't know, do an investigation there or something. I don't know if I would ever have the balls to do that. So I'm not going to be like, hey, uh, you want to do it? But I mean, you know, it depends on how much alcohol I have in my <laughs> system. I might just, I might just I don't go think in I there. could do that. The only issue is, is when I do have that much alcohol in my system, I'd be like, yeah, come get me, bitch. Exactly. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Bertha. As she throws a fucking crowbar at you. Yeah. I'll fucking catch it. Throw that bitch back. Yeah. You're drunk ass. <laughs> yeah. You would think you'd be catching it. But <laughs> I would. I'd fucking show her my ninja skills. She'd be like, are you catching these hands? You about to catch a case, Bertha. <laughs> Bertha. Fuck. Fuck around. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> That's an old name, right? Bertha? Yeah. Gertrude. Gertrude. But anyways, I hope you guys have a great weekend. And I'm going to... Um, I think this weekend I'm going to update the the poll, basically. And just let you guys update. vote vote for the final four, final five. I'll see how many things have actually been voted for and just kind of boot out the ones that no one really gives a fuck about. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> but like I said before, uh, one of our friends, she just wasn't up like updated and she's one of our like big fans so i figured mm-hmm. if she wasn't fully updated then not everybody is a lot which of is people fine but fucking get your shit together man get your Come on. shit together <laughs> but again thanks again to our live studio audience Woo! yeah uh-huh <laughs> and i hope you guys have a great weekend bye bye, bye.